Hello and welcome. This is On Mike with Jordan Rich, where we celebrate creative conversation with inspiring people. Today, a lady who could light up a city block with her energy. Her name is Victoria Bondock, and she is the author of Mission Impossible, The Power of the Gemini Way. That's Gemini Industries, a company that delivers no-fail, no-excuses execution so that leaders achieve their goals. And for more than 30 years, Gemini has committed its resources to supporting national security projects. The Gemini team has supported U.S. conventional and special forces, improvised threat defeat, counterterrorism initiatives, and international programs. Gemini has been recognized as the Aerospace and Defense Company of the Year. Victoria has brought together top performers who overcome challenges and succeed. I'm so excited about welcoming her to the podcast to explore the power of the Gemini way. Victoria Bondock now joins us as we go on mic. I am so pumped to be with this lady because I read the book, Mission Impossible, The Power of the Gemini Way, and I feel as though I could go out and run 50 miles and <laughs> and wave the American flag proudly when I do that. It's so nice to have you in the studio. Thank Victoria. you, Jordan. I'm very happy to be here today with you. Gotten to know you a little bit through a connection that you have with my wife, and you're involved in various activities, and we've got a lot to cover. I, I want to start with the book because... Having written my own little book, I know the the incredible amount of work it takes and the focus. What was the overall point you wanted to make? I, I think I know what it is, and I think you made it, but how do you sum it up? The point of the book is to tell people that you can always achieve success. We can turn mission impossible to mission success. You certainly have been doing that. Successfully for, what, three decades or so? Yeah, 35 years. We just uh, celebrated our 35th anniversary. All right, let, let's get to Gemini in a second, but let's talk about you. You're the daughter of immigrants and a very proud uh, family story. Can we share some of that with my listeners? Sure, sure. Well, my, my parents came to the United States uh, a little bit before I was born. I was born on the way in Montreal, Canada. So I got my name because I was born on Victoria Day in Canada. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you could have been born on Thanksgiving or Christmas. You then might I'd been, be the turkey, right? You'd be uh, turkey, uh, Bondock, but you're not. You're Victoria. I'm Victoria. Congratulations. Yes, All right. So you. tell me about your parents. So my parents were both raised in the Philippines, and they both decided to become doctors. And it was... You know, I still today am amazed at my parents and what they managed to overcome because they survived the Japanese occupation of World War II. That's, that's an amazing feat because we know how horrific and, uh, and challenging that was. I have a friend whose dad was also in the uh, Bataan Death March and a terrific period of history. And they not only survived, but they thrived. They did. They did. And you learned a lot of lessons from that. I sure did. And I think probably one of the reasons that I eventually focused in on national security is because of the stories that they told me about what life is like when you are no longer in charge, when your freedom is taken away, and there is another organization, another country that is telling you what you can and can't do. Your spirit of, of understanding and patriotism is unbounded, and I think a lot of it has to do with just that, knowing that what we have we should not take for granted. Yes, 
Yes. Absolutely. Yes. So the, what's the path uh, to Gemini? And then we'll explain what Gemini is all about. But the, uh, you studied mathematics, science. So you have a very technical background. Did you want to go into something like medicine at some point? Well, not medicine because of my visual uh, limitations, but I started out in computer science. And I decided that, okay, I was going to be in computer science and initially was working for a research firm that did research in support of the federal government. And although it was challenging, I eventually became rather frustrated because the different organizations were focused on the bureaucracy of getting things done as opposed to getting a good solution, <laughs> delivering it to the warfighter, delivering it to the soldier who's standing cold, hungry, tired, scared in a field waiting for something that maybe is going to save their lives and help them get mission success. Mission success. I have a statement here. I just want to read to you. It's from your website, so you know what it is. A Gemini success, when a soldier completes their mission and returns home safely, when a downed pilot is found or a hostage is rescued, when a terrorist plot is stopped and we never hear about it on the news because it never happened. Yeah. I love that. It just it gives me chills. I want to jump back a little bit. You just admitted something that I was not going to get to till later, and that is uh, you have a vision issue that you've had since you were a mm-hmm. child. And I, I was going to put that at the end because that, to me, is not who you are, right. but it has to have affected you. We might as well cover it now. Tell, tell us about that. Well, the vision uh, condition that I have uh, prevents me from having a clear and precise central vision, um, prevents me from seeing any colors, and makes me very sensitive to the light. I'm lucky, though, because I didn't ever not have it. So I don't know what life is like to have 20-20 vision. All I know is that I can get around any limitations, number one, by doing things a little bit differently. And number two, the limitations that I have have served to make strong other things that I have. My hearing, you know, my sense of... Uh, what other people's intentions might be, that's because of the limitations that are created by my vision. There's a parallel to what we were just talking about with your parents and the immigration experience. It's having that ability to compare and contrast what life would be like or could be like or is like. When you have everything going your way, it's really easy to say, oh, everything's fine. I'll just ignore the day and do my own thing. But when you need to rely on a country like the United States to save your life, (laughs) and also when you need to uh, adjust because of a physical limitation, very similar. Right. And for everybody, that's true. It's not just people, people with physical limitations. Everybody has a set of parameters and perhaps a goal. And the world is not perfect, Otherwise, everybody would get their goals all day long. So there are things that they have to do as part of their strategy of achieving their goals so that they can be successful. So let me ask you about your own personal story, building a company, a young woman. First of all, being a woman alone, uh, 
20, 30 years ago is even tougher than it is today, obviously. What were some of the strategies and some of the life lessons that you put into practice? You talk about them in the book that, yeah. that helped you and can help others. So, for example, when you first start out, woman, man, anybody, there is, of course, on the part of a potential customer, concerns about can you do the job because you have no track record. So when I first started out, although I wanted to do information technology solutions, the government was only prepared to trust me to do administrative support. Mm. And <laughs> as the only uh, employee of the company, I had to do the work. So I was the secretary, the one who got the coffee, the one who, who made the uh, – uh, schedules on the computer. Hey, by the way, welcome to small business. I, I know what that's like. I still do it. And it's 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 one of the prideful things about having your own deal, you know. But that's what you did. That's you, what I you did. You did it all. You didn't complain. You just went ahead and did it. Right. And then at night, what I would do, because my interest was in information technology, is to build the databases, to build ways to automate the work to be done. And then eventually I had tools that then I could sell with the support of somebody who would run the tools to establish and grow the Gemini business base. You also had something that people are short of these days, patience. Hard work, but you realized it's not going to happen overnight. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You must understand that Unless you're willing to put in the extra effort, to put in the extra time, to have the discipline, to have the patience, it is probably not going to be as successful mm -hmm. as you would like. And the plus side, the extra stuff that you get is the achievement and the pride that you feel when you overcome those obstacles to achieve something is very, very great. My respect for the military is unbounded. And I think one of the reasons is because of the, the set of uh, values, ethics, and disciplines that the military uh, subscribes to. And this is something that Gemini, and we'll talk now about the company, ties in with the book Mission Impossible that Gemini incorporates. First of all, a fun question. The name, Gemini. Gemini. It is because it's twin. That's right. And success is always going to be a balance of two things, the subjective and the objective, the customer and the employee. Excellent. By the way, you're talking to a Gemini here. June okay. 6th. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Can't you tell? No, seriously. Uh, let's talk about the company. You started to build it. It was 30 years ago yep. on your own. And then you attracted people, the right kind of people. How did that work? And who are these people? The people that work for Gemini predominantly have worked in the military. Many are retired veterans. And they have been taught by the military training, so many things that are key to success. Things like putting the goal and the objectives of the team above yourself, mm. okay? Mm. Things of that nature. The, the need and the absolute honor your promise. Your word is your bond, 
you always need to protect the person beside you. And what that leads a lot of these individuals to do is to accomplish incredible mission impossible. Exactly. I, I, I love the book because I'm not a military person. I've never served, but I, I felt I was in the ranks among them because of you know the people you surround yourself with and the stories you tell in the book. Technically, part of the quote-unquote military-industrial complex yes. that people yes. that Eisenhower said would be dangerous if we're not keeping it in check. But what I really understand, knowing you and knowing about Gemini and reading the book, is that there are some amazingly dedicated, hardworking. We're not wasting anyone's money. We're helping to save lives. We're helping to save American citizens' lives here and abroad. Outline for me how you see the existence, the coexistence with an organization like this and the and the government and the Defense Department? Well, the reason that the Defense Department hires companies like Gemini is because what Gemini brings is the current up-to-date knowledge of technology, knowledge of the state of the art. And companies like Gemini have the ability to put together um, solutions to whatever the problem is. Now, what a company like Gemini is not permitted to do is to make the decision. The decision is always the prerogative of the customer, which is the government. And so over time, different things will happen, such as the government will change, whether it's that a uh, officer within the military will go to a new assignment. And so in part, what Gemini is also able to do is to provide the ongoing history of what's been tried and what worked and what didn't work and how the technology is changing. Mm. So, and I will say that in the business that Gemini is in, nobody is ever going to get rich because the people that work in my industry, they know, and we are bound by federally and also from a moral standpoint, we're only paid with taxpayer dollars, those taxes that we pay, that mm. everybody pays, mm. okay? So everything is a balance between the saving and the minimizing of the cost to the taxpayer, mm. but also the other side, which is achieving mission success. Are you getting the PPE mm. for the COVID response that the U.S. government cannot get today because they can't get it from China? They can't get it from other international so the sources. world is a pretty small place. We know that now. And uh, the, the, the interaction and the extra help that a company like yours provides, um, the, the general public doesn't realize what's going on. It's, it's across the nation and across the world, companies like yours. Um, has it been easier over the decades to cut through the red tape or has the red tape just gotten more red? <laughs> I think – you know what I mean? Is it? I do. Have we streamlined some of that that stuff that people, you know, their hair starts to hurt when they hear about it? Yes, and the government is always trying to work on streamlining the bureaucracy. Okay, in defense of the government, 
The bureaucracy is large because it's a complex world. And it is the government's job to make sure that purchases are not made, things are not done for the wrong reasons, okay? Money is not wasted, uh, things of that nature. So what, of course, that leads to is lots of rules and regulations. A company like Gemini that understands the rules Mm. and regulations can make suggestions to the government as to how to get things done that do not violate the law, that do not put the government and the ultimate uh, customer who is the warfighter at risk. Now I want to get into who you do this work for and why. You just mentioned uh, the warfighters, mm-hmm. our soldiers, sailors, Marines, uh, men and women who just Remarkable. How are we the work you're doing helping the soldiers and sailors and the warfighters? Oh, so so for example, the warfighters need have a need for a particular type of technical capability. Mm -hmm. Let's take night vision, for example. Okay. And so the types of things that Gemini would do. Maybe the solution wasn't night vision. Maybe it's a different kind of technology that will help them. So there are a lot of technologies out there. There are a lot of things that are being built. The type of thing that Gemini would do is evaluate the different things out there, the different solutions to the problem at hand, and make recommendations to the government as to things that they might want to choose. We're talking with Victoria Bondock, the author of Mission Impossible, The Power of the Gemini Way. Her company that she founded and uh, still runs and has a great team with her is called Gemini. And we talked about the mission. And one of the things I mentioned in your mission statement is when a terrorist plot is stopped and we never hear about it. I know because I've interviewed enough people and I do enough research. There are dozens and dozens of examples every year where silently our defense capability, our warriors have done their job to keep me and my family safe. Mm-hmm. Comment? It is an interesting thing that I always tell my folks and people who are not familiar with, with what we do, that we're probably one of the few companies in the world that is successful when nothing happens. <laughs> and one of the reasons that I wrote the book was for those individuals who work for Gemini. Because they're never going to get any credit publicly for Mm. the sacrifices that they make today, the Mm. solutions that they put together today, and the things that they've done in the past. But it is their character. It is their dedication. It's their commitment to each other and to the warfighter and to the country that is what drives them. So I'm sure to a certain extent they're embarrassed when I tell them, hey, this book is really about you. No, so pay it, attention. It, it, I'm glad you said that because uh, I've met some of your colleagues and some of the people you work with and they are humble is a, is a very often used word for, for people like this, but they are. Uh, I want to focus on what's going on in the world now, and we won't get into any uh, operational issues or even political issues because right. we could start a whole firestorm on that. But this particular issue with Afghanistan, which is fresh in our minds and should be, it should not be forgotten for a second because there are still Americans over there and people we need to get out of there. 
What role has Gemini had, I mean, or people outside of the military service currently, a lot of veterans, they've had a role in this to try to help fellow comrades. Tell us about that. There are so many individuals who, whether they were for me, whether they are veterans who served in Afghanistan, who when the withdrawal occurred, not only had a difficult time, because they had made promises to the Afghan forces and the interpreters and the people in the still in the country who had fought for them, who had saved their lives, that they were very affected, not because the United States was withdrawing, but because of the people that they had made promises to, that they felt as though they were not able to follow through on. And so they started getting phone calls and took it upon themselves to do what they could to try to get their friends, the families of their friends, out of the country. And it's not just one group. It's many, many groups. You've never seen anything like this, have you? I have never seen anything like this. And... In one case, there's an organization that had set up a whole command center mm. so that they could share information about where checkpoints were, what checkpoints were charging to get people through, what were the options so that the different groups that could work together into try, trying to get individuals out, not just Afghan um, forces, but also American citizens, but also other groups of people who, because they were supporting the United States, or perhaps they would not do well after the change in leadership by the Taliban, trying to get them to safety. And so they have to work on different things like moving people every night, because if they're found, they will be killed. So they have to do different things like that. And it is an amazing thing that is going on because this is not the government and the government is doing what the government thinks is the right next steps to do. These are citizens. These are citizens whose character is causing them to get involved to do the right thing for the individuals that are still in Afghanistan. Yeah. Stories like that abound in Mission Impossible. It, it's these people who are our neighbors, co-workers, our friends, many of them uh, veterans of various wars, and they are so many connected by this bond, and it's so impressive. Uh, I, I was never a Boy Scout, but I always respected the, the Boy Scout oath. I think people should uh, should focus on being dedicated to a cause, a good positive cause. So you've seen some remarkable things going on. As we record this in late September, early October, there are still not only Americans we hear, actual American citizens, but also contractors and also Afghan uh, interpreters and people who helped us who are, their lives are in jeopardy. Yes. And their the lives of their families, because a lot of individual U.S. citizens who could have gotten out, chose not to for the reason that their families, their parents, their brothers, their sisters, their children, their children would be the targets because of the association with them. And they would not leave their families 
to be executed. A couple of other questions about the world in general, because you keep your eye on it very carefully and, and your organization focuses on how we can use technology to better defend ourselves. We have a changing world with China being the predominant power. We all know that. We've got the Russia issue. We've got uh, North Korea. We've got a lot of hotspots. And we hear a, a lot about America's place in the world and the strength of our military, I believe, and I'm sure you agree that we have the best military on we the planet We absolutely ever. do. What should we be aware of in terms of our strength and our forces and our, our strategy? And that's a broad question. Right. What do you see in the next few years? Well, I, I think the United States would be strategic if it looked at what is it in the long term to keep the country number one. And it is easy to get distracted by different topics, by different ideas, by different things that one needs to do to uh, improve the country. And the real question, I think, is if one doesn't keep your eye on the ball, as they say, as you have other countries, China, Russia, who, for their own reasons, want to be number one, what's going to make them number one over you? Mm. And I know that there are things that are being looked at today, whether it's if we rely on technology, manufacturing, anything of other countries, does that make us stronger or weaker? It is easy to do that if you are, as a country, so far above everybody else that they don't have the ability to catch up to you and overtake you. One of the things that we have going for us is our incredible uh, technological ingenuity. And this comes right back to my first question about you and how you started in, in MIT and, and working science and working computers. There's something called the American Artificial Intelligence Initiative I was reading about. Mm -hmm. And we're in a different era altogether. It's science fiction almost, you know, with drones and with digital transfer and, and, and all kinds of imaging and all kinds of cyber warfare. Is this a big focus that we should all be thinking about? I mean, we have people like you to help us, thankfully. But talk about the impact of, of technology right now. Well, those types of initiative began uh, or were, I should say, prioritized about four years ago and continue. And those are areas that if we as a country focus in on, it will truly help us to stay at the top, ahead of the game, because that's what our competitors are looking at as well. Mm. Yes. I mean, when you think about the weak points in our system, the grid, the the energy grid, and our entire infrastructure, which is online, I mean, there's there's a, a threat every day to some company and some group, uh, hackers from all over the world. It's a pretty strange new world we're in. It is, but it's, in a way, it's not. Think about it. The same type of issues existed many, many years ago during the nuclear issue, right? Mm where sure. it was the United States who had enough nuclear weapons to destroy, you know, the Soviet Union, however many times over, and the Soviet Union had equal or 
almost equal weapons. Mutually assured right? destruction. So it was right. mutually Those assured days. destruction. Yeah. And it was a very similar type of situation, except that today there are more perhaps countries that may be involved. And the real question is, what is the strategy to get to the same kind of mutually assured destruction? One more thing about your book, your philosophy, your mission, and the work you do. Um, Our actions, whatever we do and say, has a direct impact on everyone around us or those people we direct those to. And and that it goes for leaders in government to leaders in business to educators to doctors, anybody, right? And that's a big part of what you're saying here. So what closing message do we have for our listeners about sage advice from Victoria when it comes to impact of action? The impact of action is... You must understand that you got a lot more control than you think that you have. And if you want to achieve something that somebody tells you is impossible, you can. The other side of that coin is you must understand how your actions affect other people and try as best you can to make your actions have a positive impact on other people rather than an opportunity to criticize somebody or try to bully them into something. I couldn't have said it better. And I think we're in a, in a very important point in American history anyway, when people have got to slow down a little bit and think before they slam people and try to destroy their careers. You know, we have so much opportunity to keep doing the best because we are the best. I mean, I'm going to say it without any issue. We are the best. <laughs> and and the tiny little satisfaction that you get thinking that you're trying to help somebody else, sometimes what you intend to send out is not what is received, right. which then creates an equal and opposite shot at you. And then by the time everybody stops shooting, everybody's really bloody. The neat thing about living a, a few years of life and getting experience and having struggle is that you, you can sit back at your age and my age, if not write about it, share ideas with your kids or, or colleagues you get through life bloodied a little bit, but it helps you. It steers you in the right direction if you're lucky. <laughs> you've been very lucky that you've had that great starting point with your parents and with early education and even with overcoming whatever physical limitations you have with your sight. And I, I will tell you that all of those things that didn't go right for you, for me, for everybody out there, those are the things that have the potential to make you wildly successful. Because those are the things that teach you that you're stronger than you thought you were and you can stand up and do it better and get what you want next time. You're not going to curl up and die. And guess what? I always say success is not whether or not you got knocked down. Success is whether you got up Mm. twice, three times, four times, ten times and 
ended up with your mission success. Well, I don't know about anybody else, but I would like to roll out the red carpet for a TED Talk for this young lady. Uh, (laughs) I hope they're listening at TED Talk land because you're such a good motivator, but it's a wonderful book and it'll not only explain what Gemini, the company, is all about and the interaction that you have with with our warfighters, which is so critical, but it's really a a very simple look at how to succeed in life and uh, I loved it, so... Thank you. You bet. I owe it all to my amazing team who teach me every day those things that will make solutions better, make the warfighter more safe, more successful, and make our country better. Thank you, Victoria. Thanks, Jordan. Once again, the book is Mission Impossible, The Power of the Gemini Way by Victoria R. Bondock, B-O-N-D-O-C, the founder of Gemini Industries, 30 years in national security. Thanks as always to Dan Tebow of Fast Twitch Media, to Ken Carberry and the staff at Chart Productions in Boston, where we produce the podcast, and heartfelt thanks to all of you for listening. The numbers are growing each and every week in over 100 countries around the world. Find out more at jordanrich.com. That's jordanrich.com. Till we meet again, dear friends, be well so you can do good. Take care.